Welcome to Which Game First, where we explore the hilariously huge world of board games. Did we find any hidden treasures you've been missing out on? Let's find out. First up this week, we see just how far a booklet and some D6s can take us with Random Fun Generator. Next up, we set our sights on building the most profitable fleet in the solar system in Space Base. And lastly, we screw our courage to the sticking place in the old, old, old-fashioned way in Flinch. I'm your host, Celeste Angelis, here with my decades-long gaming buddies, Evan Bernstein. Hello, everyone. Ed Povolitis. Hi, guys. And Mike Grenier. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> now I can see uh, my expressions. <laughs> our first game up this week is Random Fun Generator, designed by Samuel Mitchke and Randy Schooneman. How'd I do, guys? Not bad, not bad. Perfect. Published by Steve Jackson Games in 2021, number of players two and two plus. Okay, ages 14 and up, playtime, 30 plus minutes. I guess that's for the two plus people, 30 plus minutes. All right, Mikey, tell us what's in the box. On the cover, we see our mascot, Dicey's Cousins, Hopalong Dicey and Lord Devereux Dicey III, Ooh. casting <laughs> dice from a cup and looking amazed at the results of the roll <laughs> before the dice have even settled. Inside, we find 10 black dice with white pips, 10 black dice with red pips, and a 64-page book with the rules for a huge variety of games. And that's what's in the box. Before we get fun, Evan generates some rules knowledge. <laughs> ah, <laughs> good one, good Random one. Fun Generator is a collection of 21 dice games for two or more players and require, obviously, six-sided dice. Most games, other than that, they don't require anything more than a pencil and paper for scoring. We played three games. We played the first game where we were a party of medieval fantasy adventurers fighting a treacherous dragon. Each class in the party rolls a unique combination of dice in order to take down the dragon. Another game we played was where each of us rolled three dice in secret. Players do not want to roll the highest dice. The highest dice are worth zero! All of the dice are scored. First player to 50 wins. And the last game we played was where each of us roll three dice in secret. Mm -hmm. We are rolling against a monster who rolls a number of dice equal to the number of players. Then each of us declares what we're going to contribute to defeating that monster. The key is to do the least amount of work and win. I love that. Yeah. Players, <laughs> are award, players are awarded four, three, two, or one point, depending on who had to work the hardest. Those are the three games we sampled from Random Fun Generator. <laughs> mm -hmm. yep. Oh, boy. Well, we did this at Evan's house with the whole booklet. Mm -hmm. I wonder, guys, I can't remember. Did we just decide to randomly pick stuff? We randomly like picked it. Kind of did. Yeah. I, I think the one thing was missing was a, a, a chart to randomly roll on to, in order to pick your game. It just yeah. listed them, so I just kind of went through the book and picked one that sounded interesting. Oh, yeah. that would have been genius. We should make our that's own right. chart and slap it right yeah. in the front of the book. <laughs> well, <laughs> might, might, might have needed like a D21 for that. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, Next 21 games. Has to be D6s. 
Um, yeah, yeah so you'd need 24 games or something. Mm. And then one to three, though, what would you do? Oh, boy. Mm. Well, trouble. That, we'll, 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 work we'll work there. on yeah. it. We'll, we'll just cross out one we don't games, like. They can do a D66 where, like, the... <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, All right. Uh, so, yeah. so uh, guys, what did you think of the basic setup of this game? Did it have enough stuff with it? I mean, when you say this game, you mean like the whole book in general, right? The random fun generator box of stuff. Yeah, it's yeah, it's just a book. Bam. And some dice. That's and dice. Really, and dice. dice. And a bag Mind of dice. Yep. True, nope. true, true. The, the one thing I'd say is, um, well, there's probably enough dice in there for most games. Mm-hmm. We did have to pull out some extra dice for Uh-oh. some of the other games. And then, <laughs> yeah. now, and then now there was the, uh, well, the aesthetics of the dice were adding. and yeah, yeah. It, it just made mm-hmm. play go faster because if each of us had our own set of dice to roll, we didn't have to share and pass and mm-hmm. wonder what happened here. And if Celeste dropped mm-hmm. one, I didn't hold up my turn. It was just mm-hmm. to keep things moving. Yeah, yeah, there was technically enough dice, right? I think it's, it's a nice portable game. You know, you've got just book regular size booklet and a bag of dice and you're good to go so you can pull it out at the hotel room on vacation or you know even on the tiny little tray on a flight if you're sitting next to somebody so i like that part of it yeah so so there we think there's enough going on in the box to make it worthwhile Mm -hmm. now what's the best way to enjoy this is it really just to Mm -hmm. randomly flip or do you think people are gonna like develop favorite games (laughs) They'll definitely develop some favorites. I mean, yeah, I think sure the first thing to do is so people yeah. are like, oh yeah, that was that was fun. So we're gonna go back to it, and the mm-hmm. others will be like, yeah, let's okay. go to the next one. So are all you guys in favor of totally randomly discovering this book, or do you want to go one game at a time if you were gonna be seriously uh, finding out about the whole book? Ooh. You mean like knock them off page by page, or just yeah. kind of chart it up? Well, and, I think I, you're more likely you know to explore the entire book if you take them on one at a time in right. sequence. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think that's... you get a little stamp and then stamp each one that you've done and then keep rolling randomly or flipping randomly even until you get it. Right. But the problem will... is that you get near yeah. the end, you know, random generating, you have to like keep on changing the table a little bit because you're running <laughs> out of choices. Yeah, true. My guess is that the designers uh, put the games in order for a specific purpose, whatever that is. And the only uh... way to know that for sure is to play them in that order. <laughs> All right, now I want to know if they I, put it in the book randomly or if they specifically chose I, them. Let me call Steve Jackson. Let me call Steve Jackson. Yo, yeah, Steve. Steve. Yeah. yeah, this is okay. Steve Jackson. No, he said joint, it was deliberate. Right, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. I, it's good that you have a hotline to Steve Jackson. That's really handy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Evan, you have a note about co-op. What, what do you want to say about this game? Well, in the first game we played, it was a co-op. You know, we're all playing adventurers of different classes trying to take, mm-hmm. down, the dra- take, take down the dragon. And look, I love co-ops you know when any any time that you can play everybody can play with every role every time all the time is great and that frankly is most of the games i believe in in this uh in this particular game but that one in particular uh struck a good chord with me Mm. it's kind of cool that there's a variety of games though like game styles you know there's cutthroat there's like secret hidden traitor i guess you could say maybe in yeah. there there's you know mm-hmm. so it's it's not just one kind of game rehashed a bunch of different times they they put a little thought into it i thought yeah yeah that was that's gonna be my next question are the games different enough because i think a game a book like this runs the risk of being too similar i mean a bag yeah. of dice how much can you do with it so what do you how did mm-hmm. they do on variety uh, I think they did pretty well because mm-hmm. uh, I was impressed with the different games they had in there involving just dice. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, we got this at PAX, and and me and Ed played a couple of other games, too, that we didn't play at the table with you guys, and I saw some variety there, too. So, I mean, you know, you're rolling six-sided dice, so there's going to be some sameness every time. But, but Mm. yeah, each one that we played had a different flavor and feel to it, and there's only, like, a page of rules for each. Yes, I do like how quick the rules are Mm -hmm. to read. Mm -hmm. So is this a warm-up game, or is this your night? Oh, I guess it depends on how many games you're playing. I imagine a a single game. Mm-hmm. Can be a warm up game, but mm-hmm. I could also imagine it's like, hey, we want to <laughs> you know, check through the next five boxes here. That could yeah. be a night. Yeah, right. you could have a random fun generator tournament in a sense, you know, and score <laughs> the game, you know, and see who came out with the most victories at the end of twenty one games. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Oh my god, all twenty one of them the same night. My brain would be so <laughs> scrambled to the rules at, at by the end of that. All right, we'll play it over a weekend or whatever. We have a whole weekend coming up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So Ed, I know you want to say <clears throat> wanted to say something about this when this game was created. Yeah, well, the original idea for the game came up during the pandemic time, where people <laughs> were designing the game, you know, over Zoom. Ah, <laughs> Sam yeah. and Randy were on Zoom together, desperate to I, that, figure that, something that, to do I don't something know if they creative. Were specifically on Zoom, but uh, the, <laughs> right. little, the little backstory I read about the the game and and the Kickstarter for it and all that is uh. That they created this game during the pandemic, and they had a Kickstarter for Random Fun Generator Two. Two, oh, yeah, part uh-huh. two. Man, they could kick these out all day, probably. <laughs> yeah. I think that one's gonna focus on just being a book. Ooh, no dice. Well, if you have mm. Random Fun Generator One, you got dice ready, okay? Well, <laughs> well maybe one of the perks but... you can get is uh, uh, the, the dice perk. Yeah, maybe, um, maybe, or, you like know. Like some cool custom dice Raid your, yeah. you know, raid your Ludo game and grab the dice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, explorers, it's time to dig up or bury Random Fun Generator. What do you say, Mike? Random Fun Generator has the distinct advantage of diversity. They're not all going to be winners, but you're going to find something good in here. You might hate 60% of the games, but as long as you enjoy fistfuls of dice then this game's a winner for you. And I say, dig it up. Evan. Yeah. Random fun generator. It's a neat collection of quick dice games. It's a nice little showcase of what's possible with simply a bunch of D sixes. Dig it up. Ed. It's um rolling a bunch of dice and <laughs> hoping for the best. Kabam! <laughs> it is kind of random. Yeah. Is it too random? Probably. It's fun. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but there well, are going to be some good surprises in there, and I'll dig it up for when I'm really feeling, well, random. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a bag full of dice is a cheap way to seduce me into liking your game. And with a bunch of different themed games to choose from, it's also a fun conversation warmer, right? Not just mm-hmm. gaming, but you can talk a lot about the games. And that's fun for me. So dig it up. Ed? What would be too many six-siders for a game? <laughs> Is there even a limit? Let us know. We are at Wish Game First on all social media. Okay, everybody. What is going on with Which Game First? 
Uh, I can what do you start. got, Mikey? I got something. So there was a little contest on Facebook. Debbie Moynihan put it on for her Star Realms game. Cool. And I entered and I won Ooh. a yes. box set of winner. Star Realms. Yeah. Winner, so winner. I'm going to be posting it up on TikTok. If you guys want to find, I'm going to do like an unboxing. I'm going to try it in the TikTok style where I stop and start a bunch of times. So it kind of boom, boom, boom. Um, uh, so if you want to find us on TikTok, you can either look under WGF underscore Mikey G, or you can just look up which game first. Either one will get you to our page and you'll be able to see some of the stuff we've already posted and this new video that's going to be up soon. Yeah. And put it up on Instagram too, Mikey. Sure. It all, it kind of goes from TikTok to the to rest Insta, of the world. That's right. So you'll see. It'll be out there. <laughs> the connection, the linkage. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, so much linkage. <laughs> All right, a couple of things going on. Uh, so which came first? We've got a new article up on our website. We're going to try and post more articles there. This one is by Joe Unfree, yeah, former Joe, panelist Joe. of the show. we got to get him back on uh, mm. pretty soon. Yeah, get Hopefully, him on. Maybe summer's coming. Maybe we'll be able to get him back <laughs> on. So uh, it's called The Red Baron. It's about that game and the history of The Red Baron. <laughs> uh, a friend of mine got us that game we'll be reviewing it soon awesome. i've already played it three times so oh, that'll, wow. that'll tell you something and, and, and yeah. joe wanted to talk about the history of the red baron yeah yeah, yeah i was He's pretty surprised boy. actually it's some interesting stuff so mm-hmm. that and a bunch of other articles are up on the site they're um some of them are older but they're all good reads by joe and also, we wanted to remind you guys, you can still get tickets for the Board Game Design Conference, mm-hmm. uh, the one we ran during COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, hopefully we'll be able to run another one soon, but that one is still up for $10, I think, Ed. Yep. Is that right? That's you can good. get you can get access to all the videos mm-hmm. at Board Game Design Conference. Lots of great information on designing board games from industry professionals. Really, really good stuff. Um, so you can go to Board Game Design Conference for that. And Evan, what can they do on Thursdays? We are live, <laughs> 7 o'clock Eastern Time, playing games online, yeah. and you Play can games. watch the yeah. action unfold. Join us on Facebook. You can watch us on YouTube. Ed, can they see us on Twitch as well? Yeah. I if think it they works, can. yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Works. <laughs> and we want we want your feedback. We want you to interact with us. You want I need tips. I need help winning these games. Trust me. So any feedback <laughs> you can give me. Plus, there's usually trivia that we play with you, the audience. So it's a game within a game. It's a whole adventure. Thursday nights, seven o'clock live. Mm-hmm. Forward to seeing you there. And we just wanted to let our podcast listeners know that pretty soon. Very soon, mm-hmm. maybe even right now, maybe. we will have a video version of our podcast. Mm-hmm. So we are recording with video from now on. Here we are in all our glory. <laughs> You'll it. be able to catch that on YouTube, if not live streaming while we record, at least the same time that the podcast is released on audio. You can still listen to us on audio. Any of your podcatchers is still going to work exactly the same way, but you can also see us mugging for the camera during the recording on um, any of our platforms or just YouTube. Probably YouTube is your best bet for that. Mm -hmm. All right. And if we are going live and you can see us live, we'll let you know uh, ahead of time. 
The other thing is I wanted to say a couple of our new fans have been asking how can they help the show grow. Uh, thank you very much to those fans. We love you guys. We really appreciate you taking an interest in helping the show grow. It doesn't cost you anything except maybe a little bit of time and a little effort. If you have time, just leave us a review anywhere. Shout us out on any of the social media you're using. Um, anywhere, <laughs> point folks to our show, point them to our podcast, our website, anywhere. And if you want to become a patron of this show for just $3 a month, you will get access to our live mm-hmm. podcast for patrons only. And you can also catch it later on your podcatcher. Um, what's it called, guys? Bonus points. <laughs> Where we talk about all kinds of weird, random stuff. We get we get much weirder, much more loosey goosey. A lot of random fun happening on that show. Thank you, Ed, for the visual. Yeah, and if you want to catch our visual version, there there will be fun things like that, little pictures of the game while we're while we're here. So that's it, everybody. Thanks so much for listening, patrons. We really appreciate it, and thank you, everybody. On with the show. Our next game up this week is Space Base, designed by John D. Clare, published by Alderac Entertainment Group, 2018. Number of players 2 to 5, ages 14 and up, playtime 60 minutes. Okay, Mikey, tell us what's in the box. (laughs) The cover shows several strange ships racing away from a space station at full thrusters. I didn't get the memo. What is going on? One of the weird aliens said, Don't leave me! (laughs) When we boldly go into the box, we find 204 cards, 45 wooden cubes, 5 player boards, and a rule book. And that's what's in the box. Well... Before we tell you if space is the place for a base in your face. Thank you, Evan. (laughs) That was Evans. Evan, grace us with a trace of the rules. (laughs) In Space Base, it is a dice rolling game, an engine building game, where players assume the roles of commodores of a small fleet of ships. Ships being docked at their stations are then deployed into sectors as new ships are commissioned under your command. Get those ships out there. Commodore. Every player gets their own tableau, and every tableau starts out with one starter ship in each of their slots numbered 1 through 12. Every ship has a blue number and a red number. Everyone has the same starting ships. A player rolls 2d6, and they assign the dice to that number uh, to their ship. Uh, Or you could could split the dice or assign each dice accordingly, or you can have the roll all as one. Other players also get to use that same roll. They'll assign their roll in the same way, however they want, depending on the dice. The player who rolled the dice uses the blue numbers on their ships to resolve their dice roll, while all other players are going to use the red numbers of that roll for their ships. Numbers assigned to ships do different things. You can earn money, you can boost your income, gain rocket points. Money can be used to buy more ships. Income boosting gives you a steady stream of income every round, and rocket points are victory points. The first player to 40 rocket points wins the game, propelling themselves to a stellar victory. All right. Well, we got to play this game on Board Game Arena. Mm -hmm. And what did you guys think of the look and play on BGA? Um, I mean, for me, I I feel like the BGA version 
feels and looks a little bit different. I mean, the components are the same, but I think when you're looking at the board on Board Game Arena, it's a little mm-hmm. easier to swallow. And in person, there's like four pieces around the center board with all the cards and stuff. And when you're playing it online, you just see like your your rack of cards and the st- stuff you can buy. And then if you want to, you can scroll down to the other people's ships to look at them. So it has a different feel, but all the components look the same. Uh, yeah, you think so? Well represented. Uh, so, Mike, you mm-hmm. thought there was a tipping point. Uh, a t- well, the tipping point's more of a strategic thing, really, because when you're like, so when you're playing the game, there's a point where you can start putting ships over your old ships, and you can get these ships that are just straight up victory points, so they stop functioning the same way they would if people were rolling the dice, and kind of like in Dominion. I have I have the same thing as where you build your engine to a certain point and you got to know exactly when to stop building and start just getting the victory points towards the end of the mm-hmm. game. So this game has a definite moment where you can feel it starting to tip over the other way. <laughs> okay, and and Evan, you said this game reminded you of Machi Kuri. How Machi Kuro? How? In the fact that you've got on your tableau, the numbers one through twelve in front of you, with all these starting positions, and then you're you're building them up, and you you're you're more tempted to build up the sixes, the sevens, the eights, because those become sort of the more frequent roles for you, and you tend to perhaps ignore or just put <laughs> le- give less weight to the number one, two, perhaps or twelve. Certainly, twelve's the hardest number to get. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that, so it's so it the spread is similar to Machi Koro in that way. And um, but don't ignore the twelve because uh, one of the twelve cards, one of the upgrades for that position number twelve, is that if you if you activate that ship and you roll four twelves over the course of the game, that's an instant win. Don't need the forty <laughs> rocket points. Instant yeah. win. Yeah, that that's a that's an incentive. To, as far it's as only one in thirty six chance that you'll roll a twelve, so maybe well, you'll get it yeah, four yeah. times during the course of the game, but uh, probably not. Probably. Um, one thing I want to say about the odds, like the strategy yeah. that you're talking All about right. there. Hold Ed. up, I'm going to yeah. stop you right there, Mike. So Mikey started the game with a seven, a card oh that is a seven upgrade, and that mm-hmm. means sure. that he was already getting upgrades on seven, which mm-hmm. I think is. I think that's not really fair, right? Uh, to For mm. one person to be able to start with a seven, which is obviously mm-hmm. the most odds likely role, seemed a bit mm-hmm. un- unfair. I mean, it Compared might seem that way, nine. but... Uh, what's that, Ed? The, go ahead, Ed. Compared to a say a nine. Yeah, I guess. my nine. But oh, when okay. you looked at the... When you actually look at the cards that, that function around those specific numbers, the, the seven is the least powerful of them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And as you go out from the center, they get more and more powerful. Right. They tried mm-hmm. to balance it that way. And I think it was fairly balanced in that particular way. That's why I like the six and the eight. Because they're slightly you don't more find powerful the and still free. card right. on the seven, you find it on the 12. Yes. Yes. Or you can't but, even see it on the one. You get it on the 12 only. Uh huh. But I wonder if it's balanced enough, right? Because even mm. though the seven is lesser, mm. it's really nice getting some kind of bonus right from the start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, sure, 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 and sure. you were and you were cranking them much faster. I was cranking my stuff well, off eight, despite having the nine. <laughs> right, and I mean it, there is a learning curve here, yeah. so I could have done better. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest problems <laughs> with 
uh, my play was that I kept confusing the numbers in the upper mm. right with the number with the left corner position, right? Uh, so yeah. I kept confusing the location the card was going to go with how mm-hmm. much the card cost. So right. several mm-hmm. times I was like, oh yeah, I want to put this in my seven slot. Mm-hmm. And I buy it and it turns out it actually cost seven and was going in a five <laughs> slot. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I thought I it was cost too. five and went in a seven slot. So they were too confusing. They were too close together. It's kind of weird too because like I don't know why it was confusing but I had the same problem but one is a coin you know so you know that's the coin that's what you're paying the other one's shaped like a card like, I think know. VGA is the problem there because it's yeah. so small on your yeah. screen that yeah. uh-huh. that I wasn't seeing mm-hmm. card and coin at all Yeah right oh I, I was just say... seeing like gray and gold mm-hmm. right? right gray and yellow Exactly basically. yeah yeah So yeah so I, I just, did the same and, thing a bunch of times And you're so focused on like <laughs> positioning and everything that you just lose it you lose track right of it. so so i i think i want to say one quick thing about the n- numeric strategy there too is that it's different than when you're rolling dice at a craps table because of the split of the dice so actually your low numbers have a higher frequency you know you can actually get a lot of bang for your buck by picking right. one oh, right yeah and two and three and four yes right and yes so, because you can because break you can up your seven mm-hmm, right, right. You break it up if you pick if your numbers are one and two and somebody rolls a three, you're going to be able to use one and two, right. you know, so. Right. Or if they roll a six, you can trigger your three twice. twice. Yeah, mm. which is nice. But um, now, but the person who gets the bonus still gets mm-hmm. to get it. Even if you split up the seven, for example, mm-hmm. if it's a seven, the person, yes. the other people who have a seven kicker will still be benefit, even though you're splitting right. it up. And not yeah. choosing the seven. Yeah. Well, it's you get to nice. split it as well. Yeah, it's good. You, you have your own decision whether you want right. to trigger your uh, two and four or you want to trigger your six. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, or you might only yeah, so have I a kicker just, in the two. And then you don't want to be bumping one thing. I think it's yeah. important to clarify what we mean by kicker. So with the, the starting ships that you have on the board only trigger on your turn. You only start getting these bonuses that we're talking about, these kickers, when you replace your ship with a new ship that you bought from the shipyard. Mm-hmm. So, And that's only on somebody else's turn. So I might buy a ship that on my turn, if I roll a six, I get three bucks. On somebody else's turn, if they roll a six, I can trigger my six for a buck or two. But you st- yeah, look, somebody started the craps analogy, so I just went with kicker, all right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true, that's true, that's why it's kicker, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so one, other, one thing I wanted to say about the pacing is it's, what do you guys think? It's very subjective, isn't it? Like I this mean, game depends, can go yeah. incredibly fast or incredibly slow. Yeah. It depends yeah. on your play group and also depends mm-hmm. on how... I think all engine building games have that where mm-hmm. you start off and you're like, oh, I'm buying things. Things are kind of going slow. I'm just, oh, wait. It's all of a sudden ramping up. What? The game's over already? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Start. I know when to pull that trigger. The, um, I think that the most time consuming thing is buying your ships. You know, you, you want to look for one that's going to cover a number that you want to be rolled mm-hmm. and more frequently. And yes, but shopping it. is fun. Shopping, shopping is, is always <laughs> fun. That's why it takes a little longer, but it's more yeah. fun too. That's my favorite part. Probably. Some of these shopping ships are so stuff. expensive. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh, yeah. 30 coins mm-hmm. for one ship. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Well, yeah. yeah, once you get past 20 for a price, it's pretty much just straight victory points that you're mm-hmm. buying. You're not yeah. even buying mm-hmm. special abilities. I right. will say that some of the special abilities were just beyond me. They were beyond me as a novice. Mm-hmm. I wasn't even going to bother. 
trying yeah. to figure them yeah. out the first time. The concept yeah. of charging in the game is a, is a little confusing. If you buy a mm-hmm. ship that requires a charge, you have to make sure it, that it mm-hmm. is charged before it triggers its special event. So it has that extra right. layer in there for some of those mm-hmm. cards, which can be a little confusing. I mean, I leaned away from those ones just because you don't get any immediate gratification from them. They have, the number has right. to get rolled twice. So if you're not on six, seven, eight, you're a lot less likely to trigger those things. So, but some of them are powerful. Like I did use one the first time I played that doubled. If I spent the charge off of it, it doubled my reward that turn. And I had a card that was giving me like 12. So I just blam 24 in one shot. Yeah. Yeah. But, and I had one that if I charge it up, I can set one of the dice to any value I want. Right. Yeah, that is nice. Uh, that's awesome. 12. If yeah. you have that, and then the 12 thing that Evan right. was talking about. Right, so now all of a sudden winning yeah. with a Synergy. 12 is not so mm-hmm. impossible that's if you right. can manipulate the dice. Yep. Yeah, there's not too many mechanics, but the looking for those synergies is really important. Okay, explorers, think- it's time to dig up or bury Space Base. <laughs> Evan? Space Base is easy to learn, it was easy to play, and it had a lot of paths to victory. Everyone plays on every roll, and that's always a plus in my book. And the mechanics of assigning dice and engine building are staples of quality board games everywhere. Dig it up. Mm-hmm. Mike? I love engine building. Anybody who knows me knows this. Um, and solving the puzzle of when to switch gears into victory mode. This game gave me both of those satisfactions. And while the dice still hated me, I really enjoyed it. So dig it up. Ed? I enjoy the kind of engine building game. And although the dice can be a little fickle at times, no, mm. I wanted the seven, not a six. <laughs> I'll dig this up for another trip to space. Space, space. where no one can hear you scream in frustration. <laughs> you know, I'm going to disagree with Evan a little bit. I think getting the hang of this game it is a little time consuming. I'm not entirely sure it's worth it. AEG makes much more exciting card games than this one. So if there were fences in space, I think I would be sitting on the that. Uh, right now space, um, space fans so mm, it, it's tough though and it was very fun and colorful so it's going to be a gentle dig up for me okay. well, that's right. a dig up. the dice won you over huh uh, yeah <laughs> nice. uh, all your base belong to us let us know <laughs> you're at which game first on all social media our last game up this week is flinch designed by aj patterson it has a okay. designer. It has a designer? Right. right. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, Published by Parker Brothers in 1938. Originally by Flinch Card Game Company in 1901. <laughs> and it has a wow, designer. Wow. That's remarkable. Mm, that is incredible. Number of players, two to eight. Ages seven and up. Wow, two to eight. That's pretty good for a card game. Playtime, 30 to 45 minutes. Okay, Mikey, tell us what's in the Flinch box. <laughs> This old, crusty box cover brings back a forgotten shade of yellow as a background for the word flinch in blue <laughs> cursive. <laughs> That's it. If, you, if, if you're watching this on video, you can see how hideous it is. Uh, <laughs> inside, we find um, 150 cards. And that's what's in the box. <laughs> Wait, there's a rule book, Mike. There's a rule I book. I never say the rule book. Every okay. game has a rule book in the box. Um, I kind of, it it does have, it has the yellow and blue of a high school, like, banner, mascot kind of thing. I mean, look thing. at it's that a, shade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a royal blue and, like, crayon yellow. 
<laughs> it's like it's like undead canary yellow. That's what it looks like to me. <laughs> All right. Well, I didn't get a chance, sadly, because card games are my jam. I did not get a chance to play this game. <laughs> Uh, but Evan, give us, hurry up and tell us the rules before I give you three for flinching. Oh, <laughs> quick. Flinch is an old timey card game. Cue the barroom piano. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's played with a deck of 150 cards, numbers, numbered one through 15. The goal of the game is to be the first player to play all the cards from your stock deck of cards. Every player starts with 10 cards in their stock deck. Only the top card is face up. To be able to play a card from the stock deck, it has to be able to be placed upon a card in play in numerical order. So a stockpile card of two can only be played on a one that is in play. Or a stockpile card of 12 can only be played on an 11 in play. Got it? Players will Mm -hmm. start with a hand of five cards. These cards can be put into play in numerical order. Play as many cards as you can from your hand. When you can't play anymore from your hand, you have to discard. Every player has their own discard piles, and there are five discarded piles in front of the player. Discards are face up. On their turn, players can put cards into play from their discard pile, so long as it's in numerical order. So why is the game called Flinch? Well, because if a player is capable of playing one of their stock cards and they fail to do so, another player can call Flinch on them. And a player who calls flinch on them gets to take a card from their own stockpile and stuff it into the stockpile of that other player who they called (laughs) flinch on. Bolstering their deck, diminishing your own deck, which is the key to victory. Mm -hmm. So I'm Mm. really disappointed that there isn't any punching in this game. No. (laughs) Flinched. Yeah, right. I would have thought that in 1901, they'd actually be giving you... (laughs) Three for flinching. <laughs> Physical violence in the rule book. Well, maybe uh, uh, AJ Patterson during <laughs> testing, game testing, too many people complained of broken arms and stuff. So yeah. they decided to take that out. All uh, right. All right. So, Mikey, mm-hmm. uh, shuffling. Oh, my God. It's, <laughs> so, well, let me say two things about shuffling. Shuffling um, 150 cards. Go. Yeah. There's 150 cards. So oh, it's fine. kind of tr- it's kind of tricky but like with a bad shuffle this game could literally go on forever because if you have the numbers that you need buried at the bottom of the deck you don't get to them so you don't get to play anything nope. so you just draw and do nothing and draw oh. and do nothing and, and the but, game just but, but mikey the cards look so good right evan they're, they're really nice oh Sorry yeah let me show you an example here's a 15 now look at the colors on that that just lights oh, wow. up your day black and white because yes, everything was black stark. and white in 1901 there was no color back. i mean it's cheaper to print well yeah we hadn't invented color yet that's right Except for the cover show me a film in 1901 yeah. and uh 15 so that's a times new roman there's a little mm-hmm. bit of like flourish around the edge right yep yeah. that's a, a serif right what's that yeah. line in the middle it's a uh the name of the company moral or it, no no it's it's actually just a design it's like a leafs leaves oh, boy. fine yeah it's like All a squiggly right. so, squiggly boring. dude yeah, mm-hmm. Parker Brothers wasn't uh, was not sparing no expense for this game. Yeah, <laughs> they were too busy printing, uh, making tons yeah. of money with Uncle Penny bags. Oh boy. <laughs> Basically. yeah, oh, man. yeah. All right, a game so I played... Ed, oh, what about the race to your empty pile? 
Well, I mean, that's pretty much it. That's the name of the game is get rid of your card. And how did it go for you, Ed? Did you get rid of your cards? I know you're just really into speed card play. But I did not get rid of all of my cards. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was kind of like, oh, boy, I can put my card on a pile. Oh, I can't. Next. (laughs) Yeah, either. Yeah, there's a lot of turns where you spend your time going. I can't do anything, so after you. Discard. Right. <laughs> Discard. Oh, yeah. Very that limited painful. strategy. Oh, it's you know, it super remi- limited it sounded, strategy. When you were reading the rules of it, it sounded a little like Spit. Do you guys Are you guys familiar with that game? Yeah. Is it like yeah, Spit? Running. Because you're, you're making it sound a lot more boring than Spit. Where you, you <laughs> basically, with Spit, you're just throwing card after card after card as mm-hmm. fast as you can in consecutive order. But there are ways to sort of keep going, even if you don't have a, the number ready. You can figure yeah. out a way to get. Nah, not really. You get caught too many times with nothing, with no plays, so you just wind up yeah. mucking your hand and waiting for the next turn to come around. So. Mm. Well, it reminds me a little bit more of a game called Skipbo. Skipbo, right? Are, yeah, Skipbo. You've seen that. Yeah, it's like numbered one through twelve, and you start a new pile if you can't put anything on your old pile, and then you can use your pile backwards to to fill the other piles in the middle. It has a lot of similarities to it, but then that game you don't get stuck as often here. Here you can make three new piles, I think it is, right? And then mm-hmm. then stack cards on top of them. But in Skippo, it's like five new piles. And the numbers only go to oh. 12 instead of 15. And you can so, only interact yeah. with your own pile, right? Uh, for the most part, yes. Um, you don't put cards in other people's piles. You only interact with other piles when you notice somebody not playing a card that they could play off of their stock. and Or... Their flinch pile, I guess. I don't know. The piles have different names, but they look exactly the same. But yeah, you just... You re- <laughs> well, Ed has, a, Ed has a great announcement about the new printing, Ed. Tell them about the oh, great boy. new feature that might well, make all the difference. version of this game <laughs> printed by Winning Move Games that mm-hmm. came out in 2019. And they use colors. Wow. <laughs> so and in what way the did they change break, the game? Yeah. <laughs> if that's the make or break... Good news, everybody. Ouch. All right. I think we're good. Uh, let's figure it out. Yeah. It's time <laughs> to dig up or bury Flinch. Still <laughs> can't believe there's no punching. Evan? <laughs> Flinch is a card game with limited strategy, a whole lot of luck, and it's a time burn from a time when there was time to burn. This 19th century relic does not really adapt well to mid-21st century mm-hmm. ocean of card games. It's a game well past its prime. Let's leave it in the past. Bury it. Mm. <laughs> Mike? If you wanted me to spend two hours reorganizing your cards for you, you could have just asked me instead of promising me we were going to play a game. Do yourself a favor. Don't hesitate. Don't flinch. Just bury this boring activity. Ed? I enjoy a wide variety of card games. <laughs> Even Solitaire can be a decent oh enough God. game for passing time. Wow. But Flinch doesn't even reach that low bar. Oh, my God. So I'm wow. going to have to bury this one. Yeah. Imagine yeah. being beaten by Solitaire. Mm, that, is that is a burn. That is a burn. All right, Ed, take us out. <laughs> Have you ever flinched victories from the jaws of defeat? <laughs> Let us know. We are at Wish Game Fuse and all social media. And that brings us to the end of our show. <laughs> we look forward to hearing about all the game exploring you're doing. Come and talk to us. We're on Discord. Hit us up on our social media. 
post about us anywhere. If you get a chance, please leave us a like or a rating on your podcatcher. That's the best place to do it. If you listen to us on a podcatcher, post us there. That'll really help others find the show. If if you want to become a patron of this show, you can go to our website, click on Become a Patron today, and you will get access to our exclusive patron-only podcast... Bonus Bonus <laughs> <laughs> Happy gaming explorers. Ah, caught you flinching. <laughs> oh, your base I belong to us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. <laughs> See. Alright. I think I'm that. That button. <laughs> Alright.